the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tomorrow can be bigger. Just grow, let the world overflow. Live a life bigger than yourself. You're created for greatness. Live a life bigger than yourself. Hello, we're so glad that you joined us today. This is the Live Big Broadcast with Derek Greer. We believe that this teaching from God's Word will empower you to live a full, impactful life in Christ. As always, you can access this teaching and more for free on our YouTube channel at Grace Church VA TV. Let's get into the Word. Hallelujah. And in Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting. A cripple from his mother's womb who had never walked. Lou here drills down on this man's condition. Without strength in his feet, sitting because he couldn't stand, crippled from the womb who had never walked to show us how hopeless was his situation. I think there's some folk in this room that got some hopeless situations. When I read this verse in preparation for this morning, the last clause in this man's description stuck out. Who had never walked. He never walked in the past. He couldn't walk in the present. And there was no hope of him walking in the future. I felt this morning that the Lord wanted to speak to a certain group of people. Live streaming and that are in this room. I believe God wants to touch some people who never Those of us with areas of our life, we have never enjoyed what others have taken for granted. He had never walked to the grocery store across a room. He could never walk to his neighbor's house. He always needed We kind of complain if we just got to, you know, walk a mile. This guy prayed he could walk a mile. But as we read this text, we find out when it's your time, it's your time. And when it's your season, it's your season. And we got to learn to seize the day. 
This man, like men and women in this room, probably tried just about everything. Visited doctors and had doctors visit him. Cried, he prayed, he fasted. He got some good motivational books and tried to tap into mind over matter. But nothing worked until this. This man heard. You see, there's listening with the ears on your head. But the most important hearing happens deep down in your heart. And until you hear there, you have not yet heard what you need to hear. He heard not just with the ears on his head, but in his heart. He finally heard what the preacher had been saying. He heard Paul speaking. It matters who you listen to. It said you become like the top five people you spend your most time with. But I like to stress that a little bit. You really become like the top five people you listen to most. You will not get better results in life until you start making better choices about who you pay attention to. I think there must be something in this message because we could have worshiped, but I felt like we need to get in this word. Paul observing him intently. Paul not only kept his eyes on the road, he was not only paying attention to his message, he also was paying attention to the room. And while I'm ministering, I'm, I'm trying to hear what God said, but I'm also listening to what your hearts are saying. And you pull out of me, I can't explain it, things that I wouldn't otherwise say and I'll do things I wouldn't ordinarily do. And seeing that he had faith to be healed... Now, this is hard to explain, but if it's happened to me once, it's happened to me a hundred times. There are times that you can see, literally see, when God grips a heart. Because when he does, it brings a confidence. It brings an intensity and a boldness and a brightness that only God can bring. Exodus 34 tells us when Moses came down from Mount Sinai, his face shined and the people were so afraid they asked him to cover his face. Acts chapter 6 says, Stephen preached so, so, so powerfully that while he was preaching, his face shone like an angel. And when God's face really shines on you, you can't help but reflect it. So Paul is preaching this message, but he keeps getting drawn to a certain area. He, he sees in the spirit something happened. There's a brightness. I can't explain it, but just know God is at work. And Paul said with a loud voice. How many of you have ever been to a big construction project? Yeah. 
just like a construction project. When God's at work, when God's doing construction in people, things can get loud. Now, loud doesn't necessarily mean it's God, but neither does quiet. Under the direction of the Holy Spirit, volume can minister sometimes as strongly as silence. Now, God, my Bible says, I believe it's Romans 13, all authority is from God. So God is the originator of all authority and he takes special pleasure. He enjoys when his children express that authority. So Paul didn't whisper and sometimes there's a time to whisper. There's a time to to talk low, but there's also a time to raise your voice. With a loud voice says, stand up straight on your feet. Now, the language here should remind us of what happened in Acts chapter 3. When Peter and John were going into prayer, and they met a lame man at the gate beautiful. How many of you remember that that, that narrative? And in that, that, that story, Peter saw the man, took him by the hand to heal him. But here, Paul does something else. Instead of like Peter picking the man up by the hand, Paul picks him up by his voice. But in the verse I'm about to read to you, Paul left out something that Peter was careful to make sure he left in. What we were experiencing and sensing was not just church, it was the Holy Spirit. It wasn't just the enthusiasm of people because I can't say I'm super excited at the moment. It was the spirit of Jesus Christ. But let me read and that will become important in a moment. And Peter, this is back to chapter three, fixing his eyes on him with John, both of those guys could discern that God was about to do something. Peter said to the lame man, look at us. So he gave them attention, expecting what to receive something from them. So this man wanted some pocket change, but God wanted to change this man's life. This man wanted a little help in his condition, but God wanted to change the condition itself. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think. The man just was asking for a little bit of change. God brought him real change. Then Peter responded, silver and gold I do not have, but, 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 you may not have all the money you want, but, you might not have all the friends you want, but, you might not be able to go everywhere you want to go, but, what I do have, what I do know, what I do have experience with, I give you in the name of of Jesus Christ of Nazareth rise up and walk the reason Peter used the name of Jesus was so that only the person bearing the name could get the credit for the miracle we saw how Peter did it but now let's watch Paul 
Acts 14.10. Paul said with a loud voice, almost identical situation, lame man, mother's womb. Stand up straight on your feet. How many remember in Numbers chapter 20, when God told Moses to speak to the rock, he got tired and frustrated with the people and he hit the rock. How many of y'all remember that? And he didn't do as God commanded. But what's amazing about that verse, and I didn't get it for a long time, because sometimes our ministry is not about us as much as meeting the needs of the people. Despite the fact he didn't do it exactly the way God wanted him to do it, water still came out the rock. Sometimes God does miracles through us, not because of us, but despite us. Yes, sir. Despite the fact Paul left a little something out. The man still arose. And he leaped and walked just like the man at the gate. Beautiful. Now, when the people had saw what he had done, the miracle changed the man. But without the mention of the name, the miracle did not impact the theology of the people watching. said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Paul just says, stand up on your feet. And he left out the name, the name, the name, the name, the name. It reminds me of that song that people used to sing. Trying to figure out how to make this segue. (laughs) But sometimes I feel like God feels like the singer there. Say my name, say my name, say my name. (laughs) If you ain't running game, say my name, say my name, say my name. That's an early 2000 reference. Now, when the people saw what Paul had done, the miracle didn't impact their theology. You see, using the name is not just a prayer formula, it's a safeguard. We use the name in public to let everyone know the power is because of Jesus and not because of us. When they saw what Paul had done and obviously gave credit to Paul, they raised their voices saying in the Lyconian language, the gods have come down to us in the likeness of men. Now the Greeks believed that the gods at times would would come to earth disguised as men and women. And the the, the men and women, the people of Lystra had a, a very particular uh, a legend that once Zeus and, and, and Hermes came down 
And, and when they came down, no one in Lystra offered them hospitality except one old couple. So in a fit of rage, Hermes and Zeus wiped out the entire population except for that one couple. And no one ever wanted it to happen again. So the people are thinking, the gods have come down. Look at that miracle. And Barnabas, verse 12, they called Zeus. Barnabas probably had an air of authority. It was probably a regalness about Barnabas. And Paul, he called, uh, they call Hermes because he was the chief speaker. He was the talkative one, the chatty one, the one that wouldn't shut up and kept talking to everybody. But because humans have a propensity for idolatry, Paul publicly forgetting to give credit where credit was due, watch what's about to happen. I'm often invited to prayer at various places, and then they'll make the comment, you know, would you be inclusive in your prayer and not mention the name? And I'll have to gently say, do you realize who you just called? That's the only name. That's the only reason I do what I do, that great name. I'm a follower of the name. And if I can't use the name, you don't want me. Timothy Keller says this, he says, idolatry happens whenever you take good things and make them ultimate things. And people can make an idol out of ministry, happens here. Idols out of vehicles, out of home. I mean, every good thing God, the Bible says, gives, God gives us for our enjoyment. But it's so easy to take that good thing and make it the ultimate thing and put it above everything else. Then the priest of Zeus, whose temple was in front of the city, and again, they're calling Barnabas Zeus and Paul Hermes, brought oxen and garlands to the gates intending to sacrifice with the multitudes. When they, for, when they forgot to remind the people that Jesus was the reason, they left the people to come up with their own conclusion. And if you don't say it, don't expect people necessarily to get it right. They'll think, well, because you're powerful, because you're maybe educated, or because of this, or because of that, you got all the breaks. Very few people will recognize without the help of your mouth and the Holy Spirit the real source of your strength. But when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard this, they said, oops. And immediately they tried to correct this situation. They tore their clothes and as good Jews, they were probably throwing dirt in the air. They couldn't believe how twisted folks got things. And, and they ran in among the multitude crying and saying, men, why are you doing these things? They were absolutely horrified. We are also men with the same nature as you. 
We need more men and women like, like, like Saul and Barnabas today. I mean, nowadays, God just used people a little bit, just a little bit. They got their nose up in the air. They require special treatment and special name tags and special parking places. I mean, just, just, a, I mean, just a little bit, just a little bit. It's amazing what we can accomplish when people are honored, but God gets all the credit. We need to honor people. If the president of the United States walked into this room, we should all stand. We should honor our president. We should honor the man. But believe me, any good thing he does, God deserves the credit. And we got to get that right in our thinking. He said, listen, I don't play with y'all when I preach to y'all. I preach to you that you should turn. It's not just about feeling good. It's about a change in direction. But we see here, it's not miracles alone, but sound teaching and preaching that corrects our theology and changes our thinking. We preach to you that you should turn from these useless, that's hard. This is their God's. Things to the living God who made heaven, the earth, the sea, and all the things that are in them. He called their gods useless. Love cares enough to tell people the truth. And then he goes on to explain. I'm not going to be much longer. Stay with me. Who in bygone generations allowed all nations to walk in their own ways. You see, God did not guide every nation by special revelation like he did with Israel. So the reality is, and we see this throughout the Bible, limited revelation, limited judgment. The greater the revelation, the stricter the judgment. The greater the knowledge, the the, the greater the judgment. Peter warns us this way, and we, we don't like this, but this is what he says. It would have been better... To have not known the way of righteousness, than to have known it and turned back. Meaning, once you know something, you are held accountable to that knowledge. Nevertheless, he did not leave himself without witness in that he did good. That's complicated language. But what he was saying is, despite the fact that the image of God, the character, the nature, the personality of God was somewhat blurry to the Gentile nations. God still left each of us with evidence of his goodness in our own intuition. You see, it's amazing whether you worship Allah, uh, Buddha, uh, uh, Mishnah, Krishna, Krishna, I know that just happened to rhyme, but somehow, or nobody, university, universally, we celebrate selflessness versus selfishness. No matter where you are on the globe, that's in the heart of men and women. We universally celebrate courage 
over cowardice. We universally want to encourage right and punish wrong. But could we recognize bad if God had not first shown our hearts good? So whether you know God or not, there's an ought to that's in the back of your heart and it comes from heaven. There's something in you that says it ought to be this way and not that way. There's something in you, whether you love God, hate God, that still says that ain't fair. Because God put it in our very intuition, the concept of good and evil, right and wrong. And God will judge. If you never heard the gospel, God will judge you based on how you responded to that universal intuition. Then he goes on. He did good and gave us rain from heaven and fruitful seasons, filling our hearts with food and gladness. God created rain to water our crops. But he also created rain so that we could appreciate the sun. He gave us night to help us appreciate the day. He gave us winter to help us appreciate the spring. He, he let us face trouble yes, come on. so that we might value and appreciate peace. Yes, St. Augustine said this, he said, God made the earth for our bodies. The body was made for our soul, but our soul was created exclusively for God. This has been Live Big with Derek Greer, the radio broadcast ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. Join us next time as we continue this teaching. It is our sincere prayer that you are blessed and empowered to live a life bigger than yourself today. If you want to know more about becoming a Christian or want to rededicate your life to Christ, Bishop Greer wants to walk you through a step-by-step guide. It's the most important decision you'll ever make. Visit gracechurchva.org salvation to find out more. We invite you to worship with us online each Sunday on our YouTube channel at Grace Church VA TV. And while you're there, remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get all of our latest content. That's all for today. Until next time, live big. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.